0: Hey everyone, it's Ben, and I have two quick announcements for you before the episode starts. In two weeks, the three of us will come together and review six movies in less than 75 minutes. If you think we can't do it, tune in to see how it goes. And the second announcement is that in four weeks, or the beginning of May, Chris and I will review Execution Squad from 1972. And with that, please enjoy our review of The Lover.
1: valuable time watching this time we've gone back east i am your host christopher from new england joining me from baltimore maryland is mr benjamin
0: what's up everybody oh we're, we're, we're going back east or like aren't we already here on the eastern coast
1: we are on the east coast that's a great point but we're going farther east
0: yeah this uh you mean in like asia or something like Kind of, right? That's too
1: far. Too far. We'll take it back a little bit.
0: Back it Somewhere up. Somewhere in
1: the middle. Back it up a little bit.
0: Indochina. China. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess, I guess, no, I guess you're right. It's, it's pretty far. Pretty far.
0: Yeah. What are, what are we reviewing, Chris?
1: Well, I, I did happen to pick it.
0: Yeah. It's Chris's pick. The... It's Chris's pick. It's Chris's pick. It's
1: my, my pick, but I, that's where the, the buck stops there. Like, don't, Blame me for anything else. So the Lover is the name of the movie from 1992.
0: Yes, and this uh, just to like kind of have a reset, we are from I guess from now on we're going to try to be very diligent in our picking so that either the two or three of us, uh, obviously Kevin's not here today, but if the two or three of us haven't seen it, that is gonna we're gonna try to do that more often so we have uh some fresh some fresh content instead of rehashing old favorites and stuff like that. So. Uh, we have not seen this movie before, and it is available right now as of March 2023. It is available on Tubi. Well, actually, this this episode will come up in April, so hopefully, it's still available in the month. Uh, but yeah, be. Tubi, Chris's favorite.
1: Absolutely, in another universe, I think our show would actually be called the Tubies, since we're always talking it up. So, do you like uh,
0: do you like the tubes? The like rock band from the seventies and eighties.
1: I do not.
0: You don't like them? I are don't. You, or no, you, I don't. Or you don't know who they are.
1: I know who they are. I suppose I have not heard enough of them. Damn you, Chris.
0: We could have had a trifecta there. Tubie, tubies, tubes.
1: I like to go tubing.
0: Tubing where? Down in a mountain of snow? Or are you like tubing on the water? The water. Oh. The water, as we would say, in Baltimore. The, the Baltimore and Baltimore.:
1: the water i like yeah i like all kinds of tubes tuba toothpaste good stuff now we're getting off track that's so, fine
0: off the tracks is perfect tangents it, yeah it, so, so it's on tubi that's the nice free option and if you would like to watch the movie on your home entertainment system or playstation or wherever you can buy the blu-ray that came out last year for a little hefty price of about 25 to 30 dollars Uh, I don't know if we want to recommend that to people yet, or I guess we can wait till the end of the episode. (laughs) So we can definitely wait till the end. So the lover, Chris, who, what is this movie? Uh, who directed it? Who's in this movie?
1: Okay. So we have a bunch of French people and, uh, France. Merci
0: beaucoup. So. (laughs) Chante.
1: That's it. That's, that's where we (laughs) We start. Oh, hold on. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Le Mans,
0: Sorry, Le
1: omle- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a
0: lot of French movies uh, as of late, apparently. Le- well, that movie's not French, but regardless. Except now that France. we've done
1: two, if you count the documentary for Steve McQueen, maybe three. And if you count that, that's basically a pattern.
0: Uh-oh, we got to break the cycle next-, next pick. We'll see.
1: All right, our director... Or the lover is oh, let's, 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 can we get Anad? the pr-
0: we're getting the pronunciation right? Are we doing it right this time? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm just going for it.
0: Oh, you you're gonna do good. I'm the one who always jacks it up.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I think it's Jean Jacques Anod. Yeah. The last name's a little tricky. I agree. that's how I would pronounce it. Thank you, thank you. Consensus checks
0: out. I think we, we did it. We did it. Yeah, starring Jane March, everyone's favorite. I think maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't everyone's think I've. Favorite. I don't think I've seen anything with her. I think what she was in that one Clash of Titans. Maybe, maybe I saw that. Is it? Was she in that?
1: I don't. I don't even know that much.
0: Uh, it's starring awesome. her and also Tony Lung Kafai. Yeah, Kafai, Kafai, Kafai. Uh, it's Mandarin Cantonese, whatever. I. It's. It's very. Difficult, but uh, Tony Long—not the big Tony, but the little Tony. It's a little Tony. That's his nickname because there's two Tony Longs, uh, and and then a bunch of other people that I cannot pronounce their names, and I'm not even gonna try. You can Nobody try. Nobody else
1: really matters except Jane March and Tony Long. And do you, do you know? No G- one
0: goes by it. Gian Moreau, the narrator. Do you know? Is it, is that a familiar name to you? I don't. I'm just, not to me. Just asking.
1: No, that's a good point. She's proud, I bet narrator. you she's
0: somehow famous, some a French actress or something or whatever. Yes,
1: she, she had been around the block, and I don't know if I've seen her in anything. So Jane March and Tony Long are really the only names you need to know. Everybody in this movie doesn't really go but, by names. Yeah, they're all ca- they're all billed as the young girl, the Chinese man.
0: Besides Lisa Faulkner, she is has a specific name. Which you're is right. interesting. I don't know why, but Helena?
1: Helena Laganel?
0: So there's some names, mm-hmm. but then there's not names, so that's interesting.
1: You're, you're right. That's very I've, interesting. I don't that's, have any other That's takeaways. a
0: live reaction. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that until till now. People
1: people listen to our show for the shock value.
0: I am shocked, I tell you. Shocked. That's
1: what we're here for. And that's that's really the nuts and bolts of it for the cast and crew so we can go into a plot synopsis and if we do that do we want to give a little warning here
0: yeah uh i don't think we'll do it every episode but i guess the uh the selling point is if you if this movie but where we're at now in the episode if you don't want spoilers watch the movie and then you can follow along with us and have a little bit more insight and context to our following discussion that chris and i will we're going to really dig deep into this one, aren't we, Mr. Christopher? We're going to
1: try. We're going to try.
0: Oh, it's going to be deep. It's going to be real deep. It ain't right. It ain't tight.
1: And to reiterate, that's anybody listening. Don't laugh the, at all. The, Don't you the dare first, laugh. <laughs> first riveting 10 minutes of our pod. <laughs> you can, hey, it's only been seven stop. minutes.
0: It's only been seven. Come on.
1: Okay. But plot spoilers now. Yes. At the seven minute mark.
0: What's it about, Chris. So we
1: have a plot line from the back of the Blu-ray, and it reads, It is French colonial Vietnam in 1929. A young French girl from a family that is having some monetary difficulties is returning to boarding school. She is alone on public transportation when she catches the eye of a wealthy Chinese businessman. He offers her a ride into town in the back of his chauffeured sedan and sparks lie. In the torrid affair that ensues between them overcome the class restrictions and social mores of that time based on the semi-autobiographical novel by Marguerite
0: Duras. And there you have it. That covers it. Yeah. Vietnam. I don't remember if they... they said. I don't think they said Vietnam. I think they just named the cities and they said Indochina or China. I, you know, they said it in their French kind of accent-y, but... Do they ever say the might, or, or does Vietnam not even exist now? I don't even know in this time period. I'm, I'm terrible with the history.
1: It might actually be wrong. I don't. I don't believe it is Vietnam.
0: How dare they get things wrong?
1: <laughs> Unless a French, a French Indochina was what it was called before it was Vietnam. I. But, it was, it, it was not I Vietnam. That would make
0: sense that it was called. Uh, it was a colony at one point from the french obviously and then if once the freedom or independence day for them happened they probably changed names i don't know that'd be a great thing for us to look up before recording or a listener can mail in a mailbag tell mailbag, us I guess. Tell, again we like being told we like being told that we're wrong people These well I, nice. I i don't like being told that i'm wrong but
1: <laughs> i do chris tells, me.
0: Chris, chris tells me i'm wrong all the time just it's off air
1: we're all wrong all the time
0: So yeah, this movie, I I know you have a lot of questions, and my question for you is, why the hell did you pick this movie, knowing that it was what it was? Don't lie lie to me, you knew what it was before you picked it. (laughs) I did not. Chris tried to claim that this movie wasn't, like, erotica. I have not. You knew. That is not true. You had to have known. We were supposed to cover Lust Caution first, Okay. And this, we're doing this now. So now you're signing me up for two of these things.
1: <laughs> we are going to watch *Less Caution* eventually, because eventually. I actually really like. I really like that movie, and I have a larger defense of that movie that I can talk talk about and speak to. And it'll it'll actually come up later in this episode because there's a little bit of a comparison that needs to be made.
0: I'm, I'm I do looking. Have questions I'm for looking it. forward to it since this type of. Like genre, I mean, it's obviously a romantic drama, but other than that, like I've never delved into this kind of, you know, movie with a you bunch of you. bunch of it. Had, yeah, it had a bunch of very explicit scenes. Obviously, at one point, the movie actually was the MPA, MPAA uh, rated it NC seventeen, and they appealed, and didn't change the movie at all. And they apparently just decided to give them rated R uh, instead, which if it was supposed to be NC-17, and then they didn't change anything, why'd they give them R? I don't know.
1: Sounds like politics to me.
0: I, I don't have any insight into like this type of... like This genre is super... Just not my thing, to be quite honest It's a with good you. thing, though.
1: So this is what our pod's we're, about. We're searching.
0: We are, we're searching. We're
1: branching out. We want to fill a particular category, and we are doing that. So this is something different that myself, Ben and Kevin, would not go out of our ways to watch. Are
0: you sure? Not for a collab group? (laughs) Positive. (laughs) I can't help myself, dude.
1: But to answer your question, I picked this movie for those criteria that we hadn't seen it. Yeah. It was easily accessible on Tubi, and it's something that no other podcast has covered. So this is new ground. We want to break new ground. We're pioneers.
0: We're trying to be pilgrim.
1: You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. Take some advice, Pilgrim. Well, cool off, Pilgrim.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with trying something different. And I th- I'm assuming that you didn't watch a trailer for this or Nothing. that you just like saw it was made by a French dude, saw the name of the title, and was like, yep, that's what we're doing.
1: Saw it was French, saw it had an ethnic cast, and I knew it was a romance of the romance genre. That was it. And it was on Tubi, which is a big selling point for me. So,
0: that's it. Some of our friends don't like Tubi for some reason. I don't know why. They shouldn't be
1: my friend anymore.
0: Oh, I'm telling her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know exactly oh, who I'm
0: talking about. And yeah, she's listening. She's listening. You're in trouble, Christopher. You're in trouble. But yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Tubi Tubi's convenient especially when the movie's not available anywhere else, which this one Do you want Would you have spent $30 on this thing to watch this? No. Would you have seen it in theaters for ten or, $10 or fifteen bucks or whatever shit costs nowadays? More, more likely. Yeah. More likely. I mean more as likely. a blind as a blind pick, like a foreign film drama like does appeal to me to some yeah. degree, depending on what it is. And so like you told me it and I didn't I did when I went into this, I mean I kind of was warned because you're like, dude, I watched this. It was not what I was expecting. I was like, I know exactly what he means. Damn
1: it. Well that's the thing. So the title everybody listening is probably like, What the hell? It's called The Lover. How are you not going to figure it's going to be what it is?
0: I mean, there's a lot of graphicness in this.
1: There is. But in film there's gradations of this kind of stuff, right? So there's it's sometimes it's not shown, sometimes it's inferred, other times it's like what this film shows, and then then you start to verge into totally different genres where you could reach pornography. My questions to you are, how dare you? I did
0: say it. My questions
1: to you are, have you seen a lot of films with explicit sexual content? And when do films cross the line into pornography? I think we should start with those two. So
0: I'm going to flip that back on you first and like, kind of give me a couple of of examples. Cause I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything besides showgirls, which I have not seen the, the Paul Verhoeven movie. I know that movie's mm. got some graphicness in it, which I mean, whether it's in the movie or not, doesn't bother me. Like sometimes it's for effect and it works and sometimes it doesn't. So again, that that's, it's really dependent on, it depends on the movie. It depends on everything. It's such, it's such a complex topic and, and just aspect of film.
1: The other part of it is what, is the definition of explicit sexual content. Is it
0: I would say showing certain parts? No. Is it you can have anything the out there. I mean, Forrest Gump's got penis right in it. Like, come on. You want to see Tom Hanks' dick? Go. What's your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell my drill sergeant? God damn it, Gump! You're a goddamn genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. <laughs> right there. It, I mean, it's... There's plenty of nudity in random movies that, like, you... Like, I just watched My Neighbor Totoro yesterday, and, like, the, the kids and their dad are, like, taking a bath together. I mean, obviously, it's a cartoon, and it's not graphic, but there's nudity in all forms. It's, it, and it sometimes it's it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I think if you have it in your movie, it has to be there for a reason. And that, that usually, the, I would say the director or, or filmmaker would probably say, well, I put it in there because there's a reason. I mean, obviously to a lot of people, sex sells and they, that's all I want to see. But to me, mm-hmm. pornography, like once you cross that line, it's, it's when you're making it to literally make people like
1: get off on it. Yes. It's the intent. The intent matters. It's what you do with the material. It's what you're trying to say with the material. And
0: if you're trying to elicit a response of sexual nature from the actual audience, it is then I would consider that to be pornography. Like, which again i i am who am i to be the arbiter of, of judging pornography like i won't go through 100 or 200 of these types of movies and try to tell you the definition because i just don't have the stomach for it i mean, not that it offends me or anything it's just not what i want to watch and spend my time doing but that's mm-hmm. that's what, that's how i would kind of draw the line like all right was this thing was this scene or was this movie or whatever this this uh you know hbo tv show was this scene in the tv show in this episode was this For a reason like like what was what is the intent like is it I mean obviously the line's going to be super blurred it's not clear-cut I mean it depends on the right depends on the perception and point of view of the audience too so like to me this movie I I would say right now that this movie is not pornography I, I don't think so I it's close I mean it's probably very close but it did not it didn't come across that way to me it I mean maybe you disagree I don't know
1: no I I agree with you for one main reason, and that's because there are a lot of really good themes that the movie is trying to, to say. And when you have a good literary backdrop to the movie that's trying to say something beyond what's on the screen. And it's causing you to go through all these different thought processes. I think that's, I think that's a good thing. And this film has that, regardless of what you and I end up rating it. I think it has a pretty deep. It has pretty deep avenues.
0: There's a lot going on here.
1: There is a lot. There is a lot. And the visual process, the visual purpose of the movie is important to tell that. Like, I, I can sit here and I can say that the visual just. From beginning to end, like not just the sexual content, the whole movie it's important to just tell it in the visual format. I'm not so sure that parts of this would have succeeded if it was just a book. Well, um, even though this is based, based on auto, autobiography, it's based material.
0: on a book that apparently everyone was saying it's super popular. I mean, I would never ever pick this book up because I have no reason to read it. I does not the material. I want to spend my time, my precious time. That's so limited in this fricking world. I'm doing so many other things. I would never pick that book up anyway. So, an uh, hour and 50 or whatever, however long this movie is, uh, that's much more preferable instead of spending 10 hours uh, reading a book about it. So I'll, I'll give...
1: Now, now, let me ask you, yeah. you bring up the fact that if the movie is just trying to sell you on explicit, trying to provide an explicit sexual response, then then it would be considered pornography. If there's nothing else of that I name.
0: mean, I would say if there's nothing else in it if the story is just like total crap hole and it's just there to string along this bunch of sexual yeah. stuff like I would say yes, but I I can again like I said I can't be the arbiter for this like it's very subjective I think. Some people are going to see
1: no, some people
0: are going to see a movie like American Pie and be like it's porn like okay, it's not, but
1: I get it. Now, my question that I want to ask is is that eliciting a certain response like that whether it's sexual or anything along the mm-hmm. emotional spectrum does that make it okay if it's a fantasy is that what a fantasy also is or are they two separate things or are they one and the same do you know what i'm trying to say
0: uh i guess you know i know you're not an i arbiter, guess you have to yeah but, i'm not a rapper I think you'll need to restate that because it's very. So you're saying, if it's a fantasy, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Chris has visitors behind him. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, what's your opinion? Because I obviously, you, obviously, you have one.
1: I actually don't know if I have an answer to that. It's more of just thinking about it, and and what it means in the grand scheme of everything. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have an answer to it but i can tell you that other examples of the explicit sexual content that are successful i always refer to lynch's fire walk with me having to see all of the for lack of a better word horrific um content or graphic content in order to make a larger point and then of course there's angley's lust caution which we've already brought up and which I, I think i haven't seen either
0: of those so I can't can't, can't compare with you, unfortunately.
1: You can't attest to that. But the... Lust Caution is one of the... I consider it one of two movies that I think Alfred Hitchcock could have made if he had lived into the 21st century. And I say that because of how Lee creates the narrative, how he utilizes the sexual content into the story and what it means to the two main characters. Because it's it's very political. And I make a comparison actually. I re, I've written a review on Lust Caution. On Letterboxd. And I connect it to Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious. Because I think. Ingrid Bergman's character in Notorious. Is very similar. To Tang Wei's character. In Lust Caution. But that's a story for another time. That's just a little taste of just what I Just had to bring up Hitchcock. I do think. I do. You know again. what I you know and what I line think... I could
0: drop? <laughs> I already used it in another episode. I won't do it here. If you want no. to. No, I've 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 grown up, Chris.
1: Good to know. So that's where I leave it. You have any other thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I, I want to know your opinion. What what makes what makes it Pornography or not? I mean, do you do you agree that it has to have a certain goal? Or I mean, is it just a a visual thing?
1: It definitely has to have a certain because there's no. It definitely has to have a certain goal. I
0: I can't even. I don't even have a sexual scene or a nudity scene like dictionary or encyclopedia in my brain with all the nude scenes in every single freaking movie I've ever seen. But it's used so much. I mean, have you seen Basic Instinct? I've seen that scene, but I've not seen the movie. because everyone talks about everyone talks about that, and I'm like, that is the most like milk toast freaking nudity I've ever seen. Like, like the '90s thought they were so edgy, and it's like just just the 2010s were like, hold my beer.
1: That was Verhoeven, also, was it not?
0: Yes, I think it was
1: actually because you are yeah, you bring him up. So he, he I mean, I mean he uses
0: nudity a lot. I hear. I've no, I don't, I've not seen many of. I've seen um, I'm um, free. You know what he I'm does. not. I'm not. I'm forgetting the movie, but it's the the one with uh, Rucker Howard and the Blood and Fire, maybe or Blood and something with uh, the the Jennifer Jason Leigh again, maybe super nude in that movie a lot. It's like a medieval fantasy sword, sword and sorcery fantasy. Talk yeah, enough. it's I it's a fantasy thing again, again and, and I think a lot of the times this nudity he uses in his movies, which I've not seen all of them, but I'm assuming it's something to do with power and like the woman exploiting it to like gain something. That's usually the context. But it's not porn. It's not porn. You. It's just he no, just does full nu- full frontal with women a lot, I think, which some people are going to see that and just be like, oh, that's porn. And it's like, okay, well, that means like literally everything to you is porn.
1: Well, let's break it down to what we know. Okay.
0: Break it down. Break we have, have down a similar belief
1: system. Just, just simply simply. We have a similar belief system, right, you and I? Do we? And that belief system I think we do that belief system says that if you lust for someone in your head, that's a no, no, right. That that's, you don't want to do that. Um, And of course that's a very conservative way of putting it. And that's also a very simple reduced way of saying it. Um, So does that happen every time someone sees any sort of sexual content? I if, if that's the case so.
0: then you have a weak mind
1: yeah mind over matter
0: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> it, i think that it'd be ridiculous to to say that because if everything you look at does elicit that reaction out of you you have a problem i mean <laughs> well and then this this
1: verges onto the art topic Art. what is art like the hu- the human then, the art- human
0: body and art and like what da vinci's made exactly. like the, the uh, again i'm not like an art expert or nothing but you know what i'm talking about i'll mean, we're on video the one with
1: the man and the circle. yeah what's it called
0: is it like the man or the human or something in latin or something yeah something like that i don't know i'm not a freaking philosopher
1: it keeps popping up man i'm not a rapper i mean
0: i am a rapper i am do? a rapper jamie how many 29 year old record company presidents operate out of the mom's trailer you know what i'm saying Believe it or not, some people think I'm going to it in this rap game. You know I'm saying? Sort of sort of
1: you are a rapper. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so this artwork, this is all part of the conversation. I don't think we have to have it right now, but this is all food for thought. Good food for thought, good base, baseline. Things that people have probably thought of many times before. And this is going to lead into the theme work of the movie. So I think it's time to go into it. You ready?
0: I think so.
1: Okay. As I said before, the film feels very literary. It has a lot of theme work taken from the autobiography of Marguerite Duras. Supposedly all based on a true story of her life when she was being raised over in the French Indochina. My whole thing with this movie is, the thing I can praise is is the theme work. So the whole movie is, I think, establishing this notion of borders and crossing those borders. And that happens on multiple layers. You have the sexual borders. You have the age of Jane March's girl and Tony Lung's Chinaman you have social class structures that are being crossed between the poor and the rich and you have the obvious setting of french polynesia being a colonial settlement settlement where the west is mingling with the east so all of these things are are occurring basically at the same time and there some of these are actually pretty subtle details so you might not be able to make the connection right away. But there are some other obvious ones, like in the intro, the young girl is crossing the Mekong River, and then by the end of the movie, she's entering international waters from an ocean liner. Again, these things are very symbolic. So you have you have boats crossing rivers, you have people crossing international boundaries, personal boundaries. And all that's kind of fascinating to me. And I think I think the showing the sexual content in the middle of the film amplifies all of this theme work that's being laid out whenever we're not looking at the intimate. Would you
0: agree? No. <laughs> I, well, you kind of, not spoiled it, but you warned me like, hey, this isn't like what I thought it was going to be. It's It's got some intense stuff. But I, I just, I mean, I, yeah. I, the theme works there, it kind of felt, I mean, it kind of just felt like a dime a dozen. Like, there's so many forbidden love stories about just, oh, this person's from this class and background, and they're trying to, I mean, Romeo and Juliet, there's like the Titanic, West Side Story, stuff like that. I mean, you can just list them all off. I mean, Pocahontas, blah, 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 blah. You keep going. Let's just keep going, no? Nah.
1: Do you think this appeals more to a specific demographic? I mean, it's
0: it's written. Well, let me, before I answer that, let me answer, let me uh, continue my thought about the forbidden love. I just sure. think that sure. I just think that it's been done so many times, and I just don't think it's done well. If the, if, you, if the characters are so they're unrelatable, they're not really sympathetic in any way, except for um, Tony Lung's the young man or whatever they call him and whatever his name is on the title or the credits. Uh, he's he's fairly sympathetic because you kind of go through and find out by the end like how kind of tortured he was and he's got this whole like thing going on with his father and expectations of what he's supposed to be doing but everybody else is just kind of a mm-hmm. piece of garbage so when you don't have characters you can like get behind or like there's just nothing in it that really gets me going like <laughs> pardon the pun there's nothing that gets me going like in terms of story you know what i mean? you know what I mean I'm I'm being vague but I did like I i really no, I I really like the settings, fine, which I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, Anod said I, I watched a little bit of the making of, and he said that like he was trying to find some inspiration via twenties and thirties like Indo Chinese movies, and they don't exist. Like so, he kind of really had to do a lot of production. So I respect what the guy did. Like all the production work that he did, he really probably spent a shitload of his time for two or three years.
1: The production, work, oh, it's excellent. production work. It's excellent. It's excellent. But good. Yeah, it's, yeah, how many freaking
0: movies are, come out today that are just all oh, look amazing. And and everything, all the settings and the, the buildings and the cars and like, that doesn't get me into a movie anymore. It's really got to be a, if it's character driven, it's got to be the characters and I just don't really love any of them. So I, I thought Tony long,
1: there's not much of a character arc here. No. Really. So, it's to t- Tony
0: Long. I think does the best of actually acting, but there's a lot. Of, it's kind of complex, uh, or more complex than just saying the acting's bad. I really disagree with the English language. They should have. They should have done French, but they had mm-hmm. Jane March, uh, Tony Long. Uh, I think one or two of the other actors are Italian that we got. So we got a British lady, at least one. they're probably more than one British person. Uh, we got a Chinese guy from Hong Kong. So none of them actually speak french besides the director and like the crew Mm -hmm. so i guess they just decided hey the acting's going to be more natural in english but i think that kind of lost a little bit of charm for me and Mm -hmm. well um jane march isn't an actor so she's not she's she's not an actor (laughs) no yeah she wasn't she was a (laughs) model she so there's a lot of things that kind of feed into like why i can't get behind the characters so there's that just a lot of their character decisions were very, very selfish. And I think that to answer the question you asked before, and I said, let me continue. I think the, the problem was that you couldn't get behind the characters. And by, by doing that, it kind of loses all the thematic elements. Those kind of are a little bit more meaningless when there's nobody to really like get behind.
1: That's a fair point.
0: And yeah. Okay. I remembered the, so the book is based off of uh, Marguerite Duras's or Duras. Um, her life growing up um i don't know anything about her but i'm assuming that it's pretty the it's an autobiography so it's supposed to be pretty you know similar to the real thing that she experienced but she lived there and had this kind of rendezvous kind of sex life with this guy in the 20s late 20s and she was 15 in the movie they insinuate that the girl is 17 that she's a little bit older which again that feeds into the controversy I think of of why this this movie was not received well by critics whatsoever. The reason I was going to say all that stuff before about the characters is that we have this girl who's fifth she's supposed to be like 15 to 17, whatever. She's very young, but she's she acts extremely childish the entire time. And it's from that point of view that it's from a child, like a very, you know, a teenager's point of view, it's very childish. It's very um, impulsive
1: well that's the, that's another that's another interesting part of the whole thing so when i was talking about crossing borders the writer Duras is externalizing internal feelings um which is another form of crossing a boundary and additionally what you're saying is we are seeing her lover the chinaman through the lens of a young girl translated to us from an older woman so you know years so can ago. Can, so, can, can a few different can we even
0: trust what we're seeing Exactly. It, it's a weird thing, and um, again, it it takes a lot for me to like get into this story. I mean, I, it was not engaging to me because I just thought it was like dragging and dragging. But like the, th- the, the thematic elements that you're you're explaining about, like the the river and going from one place to another. Um, from I forget where the one place the starting point was, but they go to Saigon and they have a bunch of like she's living they are poor uh, Jane March's character. Let's just use let's just say Jane from now on, even though it's the young girl. It's just it's easier. Uh, she's from a poor family of of French people that lost. Uh, I think the father died or something, and they lost all their wealth, so they're poor. Uh, and this this Chinese man is very affluent. So there's just dichotomy of the the you know usually in these movies you have the the white person being the powerful and rich person, and then the the racial minority is the downtrodden so to speak. And now it's the reverse. So it's kind of got that interesting dynamic, but that, that might be the best part of the movie. Uh, That's not visual
1: baseline of the characters. It's the, it's the Chinaman who was raised by the West and the white girl who was raised by the natives on the Island, AKA the East. So that's another, it's another boundary crossing there, which is what I, I didn't mention earlier, but I think
0: it's just going a little bit, like it's it's pretty. I think it was almost two hours, or it's over two hours slightly. It's a, it's a long movie.
1: Slightly. It's a long
0: movie, mm-hmm. and I think it would have been more effective in its storytelling if they would have shortened it by like four, uh, fifteen minutes, like an hour and forty five is all you need to get this across. I think there were a lot of sex scenes, obviously, and, and some of them felt pretty gratuitous in their length. And if they would have been shortened a little bit, I think you could lose a, uh, use a little bit more of like you know implied stuff going on instead of just so graphic. Uh, And that would have helped on the time. And that would have probably helped with not being super just detached from the movie. So like, you know, when that's happening, I I was just like, I'm I'm shutting down. I don't, don't, yeah, I'm checked out during this scene. I don't really want to watch this super much, but whatever.
1: I felt similarly. And I think another reason why you and I personally don't connect is There's a secondary theme, Past the Boundaries. The secondary theme is transitions, which I guess goes with crossing borders. But the genre, on top of being a romance, it's a coming-of-age story for the young girl because we're seeing it from her perspective. So it's focusing on specifically her adolescence, her female sexuality. And the obvious symbolism of this is her wearing childish pigtails in the beginning to by the end having her hair loose and all the way down. Yeah, she's growing up. And this is over like a few month
0: period where she's at this, she's a poor girl and she's given like the local, was it a nunnery or just some kind of religious school? I forget. Uh, Religious school. Yeah, it's, it wasn't like a convent or something, but
1: I don't think it was a nunnery exactly.
0: Basically they give her like, kind of free tuition to just stay there overnight and not have to stay at her families. I forget exactly why they give her this. Like, you know, obviously most people pay their families, pay for them to go to boarding school, but she's just there. So she's wearing these, like, I was going to ask you, like, were you not bothered by her wardrobe? Like she wore that freaking dress everywhere. I mean, I, I guess it was supposed to accentuate the, the being poor, but, like I feel like you would yes. at that time, like you don't have all these other material things. I feel like you'd have a at least a cha- one or two changes of clothes. I don't know. It was kind of weird, and the whole like the the hat thing with wearing a men's a man's hat. That was kind of that was really weird.
1: That was weird, and it's a good observation about the man's hat because if I don't have a deeper analysis of it, but wearing the man's hat could probably apply to one of the themes between crossing borders and transitions in how she's growing up throughout the movie. Um, I don't, I think she gets rid of the hat at one point. I don't know if she has it by the end. And it's the same thing with the pigtails like that. Like I said, she lets her hair go. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's really any other deeper meaning behind it. I think it is, I think, but it's a good it's a good observation because it's it's sort of a bizarre it's a bizarre trait. And we see it right away.
0: Yeah, there's a point where the narrator, who I I'm assuming is supposed to be the voice of the author, uh Marguerite Duras, she's she's yes. mentioning something about it which I don't remember, but like I that was another thing. I don't like the narration in this movie. It felt very like monotonous and out of place. Like I almost did, would have been a little bit better of a movie if it wasn't there. I don't know. Some people one line were praising the narration. Like it's so perfect. And I was like, I, I didn't like it. Very French again. Oh, very French. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think to make this movie better, I mean, I'm just going to jump to my stuff right now uh, to make it better. I think you, like I said, changed it to the French language. I'm fine with reading subtitles. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Uh Okay. Reduce the number of sex scenes down to like one or one or two. It doesn't need to be like what is it four or five in this? I don't I don't remember. It was a lot.
1: You know what? The subtitles would help the crossing borders thing. <laughs> you know, because we're talking about crossing like actual country lines. Yes, that would be it. that would be like a meta more like a more meta, immersive.
0: Maybe more immersive for the in that audience way. to be Absolutely. to be crossing the border. Like yes, yeah. And the the narration get rid of that and. I, I mean, it's really unfortunate because the set design, the production value that they put into this fucking movie is insane. I mean, they went ar- they re- they went around the world that that nineteen um the nineteen thirty two Buick Series nine uh, the ninety yeah Buick Series ninety is the car that the uh the vehicle, the, the vehicle yeah. that he's driving around. They had to go around the world and they found this car this this classic car in Seattle and they flew it to Vietnam to shoot the movie. They somehow had to find the, the steamboat at the end where she they're leaving or where the brother's leaving.
1: And that's crazy. Like they had to
0: find a steamboat yeah. and take it to Vietnam to film it. Like, they spend so much money on just the production value. If if you were to get this movie and ask someone to cut out all the sex scenes and you just said, I want to watch a movie about Vietnam in the 20s, like, you'd you'd really enjoy it because I thought that was the really good aspect. I mean, the cinema's the cinematography is excellent. Some of these scenes are just like, I could just look at us. I could look at that scene for 15 minutes. If it's just, it's almost like people watching.
1: It has a very good ambiance to it. I agree. And with that.
0: the extra, I thought the extra work, uh, the Vietnamese people that were in the movie was excellent. They had very good. Um, uh, all the costumes was, was done very, they were done very well. And I don't know. And the score, the score was good. I thought the music was really good.
1: The score is good. I agree. The music, I, I enjoyed the music as well,
0: which it's so unfortunate that all this good stuff and then i it is soured by just like not an engaging movie i mean the the sex scenes aren't my thing, and it's not like I was a aff- wasn't off- I wasn't offended or like, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever it's just like i don't need to I don't really want to sit through this these kind of movies too much, but i I think you fix this movie by making the characters slightly more sympathetic and maybe Marguerite Duras was just a young girl who was just not that interesting, or she was kind of a trash human being. I I don't know. I mean, they, they kept, she kept, well, yeah, the narrator or whatever, kept talking about how being poor was the worst thing ever. She had an out. You could have, you could have gone with this guy, but in the end, I mean, spoilers, they don't get together. They do all this stuff for a few months and have this forbidden love. And it, it, it comes to nothing comes. There's no, you know, there's no payoff for them they they go their separate ways and live their own lives and i guess there maybe there's some sort of regret uh, regret with uh marguerite at the end do you think she regretted her decision
1: it's I implied
0: mean, she's so young though how do you know
1: you, you well that it's it's really true how how when we say that this is an unre, unreliable narrator 100%
0: even
1: though it's based on actual autobiographical material i i don't think that it's completely trustworthy and it's really true how we even though we have it the characters very much seem like shells of of what they're meant to be and it's not like you need so much dialogue between them to get your points across either this is sort of interesting because we talked about this a little bit in lemon with steve mcqueen doing his you know stares and having a lot of meaning to it in that way. It's almost the same here with with those bedroom scenes and what Marguerite Duras is maybe trying to say about her mysterious encounter with this stranger. And I agree with you, the setting around Saigon and around the port is excellent. You have a few of those camera shots that are up and far away.
0: Yeah. I don't know how they did those. That'd be interesting to find out.
1: I don't know how they did those, but the, the, the port looks they didn't look at, it didn't it look like amazing. a
0: flying shot. So I don't know if they had a crane or what it was. There was one shot where they, they had was, the camera, like looking out the, uh, the rope hole. That was kind of interesting. An interesting choice. That was by, interesting. Uh, a nod. Yeah. I mean, there. something like weird, you, like you would say, Chris, something there's weird. some art housey, Stuff to this movie, which is definitely there, there is. an appeal, it's and, an appeal to a lot of other people, not myself, but a lot of people would like that aspect of it. But I think that contrasted with with the the sex scenes, is I think that'll point. just turn other people off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it, to back up your point, there these characters are connecting physically, but they're not connecting at all on a mental way, which line. is
0: going to be really. So, that's going to be really jarring for a lot of people. Yeah. So
1: it depends on who you are there, but that part of it maybe is also what it's, what, what it's missing because we're thinking about all these things.
0: That might be the entire point. Hey, we did all this, maybe we did all this point. bad shit and I kind of realized it was wrong or we did all this bad stuff. And I kind of regret that we didn't do it the right way. Cause I kind of like this guy. I don't know. I mean, she, there was a lot of times where he blatantly asked her like, or, and maybe not asked but he said, I love you. And she's like, oh, I don't really love you. Like, oh, I don't really love you. Like, is that yeah. her being real or truthful to herself and him? Or is that her being a 17 year old child who kind of doesn't really know what she wants? I don't know. It Well, there's a lot of there's a lot implied with her family. They're so freaking
1: her family sucks.
0: dysfunctional. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. Her- except for the, the, the younger brother got the shit out of the stick Agreed. in that family. He really got screwed.
1: The older brother is an absolute
0: uh, garbage human being. He,
1: absolutely. I wanted to sock him in the face. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: so the actor did a good job with his role. Uh, he did. I, I don't know his name.
1: He did. And so talking about what you just said about it being the point with there not being much of a, not being much of a climax <laughs> and and what you were saying about lack of character maybe you can add a little bit of justification when you're going back to the themes and you're talking about crossing borders and transitions is this whole period of this girl's life is transitionary there's no there's no end to it there's no beginning to it it's just a piece of something that belongs into a greater arc that we know nothing more about and again maybe that doesn't make it great maybe maybe that doesn't make it bad either i don't know it just kind of leaves me in the middle i'm with you it's it's very it it leaves you wanting more i think and then you you like you said you checked out during those those scenes
0: I think if they would have had less of it it wouldn't have been. Again, That'd I'm be telling real. you, you make this mo- you make this movie better by cutting out 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's if you if you give me the if you give me the the keys to the car and I can edit this thing down, I can make this a movie I'd rewatch.
1: Keys to that specific
0: car. Oh, to that car? I, that car is probably really expensive. They would not give me the keys of that. I would drive a little too fast. <laughs>
1: I do have a a riddle I want to ask you because this movie has a Chinaman in it. Are you ready?
0: I guess I'm listening. You keep using that. You keep using that word. I like that.
1: This is also for the <laughs> listeners. I'm not going to give an answer now. And if Ben doesn't know it, then we're going to leave it to the mailbag and see if we get any bites. But the riddle is, and I, I'm trusting everyone not to search this on the internet.
0: Oh gosh. I'm searching right now. This is the searchers podcast, dude.
1: Oh man. The riddle is. Shoot, shoot. How long is a Chinaman?
0: Is it a million reels or a million feet of reel?
1: Oh Uh, no, it's not a cinematographer's question. But is it six
0: or is it one? Six or one inches.
1: It's not that either.
0: How long is a Chinaman?
1: That's where I'll leave it. Ben doesn't know the answer. I'm looking. I'm counting. I mean, I, 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 I,
0: I think I understand. I think I understand it.
1: <laughs> oh, do you? Should we wait for the I listeners think. to maybe respond? Do you think we'll get any bites? Um,
0: I'll ask you after the recording.
1: Any other comments you want to make before we uh, give our ratings here? I think I'm ready to rate.
0: What did you think of? Yeah. So, did you think anything anything specifically of Tony Long? Because um, he's kind of a prolific. Hong Kong actor.
1: I was indifferent really, but between him and Jane March,
0: I thought she was kind of bad to be honest.
1: Yeah. I don't have anything great to say. And then also
0: don't worry everybody. I made sure she was, if you look up her age, she was 17 when she was casted, but they filmed all the outdoor stuff first. So she was over 18 when they were filming that other stuff.
1: Thank God. And then,
0: this movie had a lot of controversy because of this.
1: Tony Lung himself, I was indifferent about, but he he does a lot with a little, maybe is the way to put it.
0: So I would highly recommend that you watch Throwdown, the Johnny Toe film with him. Okay. In it? You, that is your shit. That is your type of movie. Really? And I, I know Kevin... I know Kevin is super into that. Well, when I say super into that, he hasn't seen it yet, but he has it on his watch list and he's kind of like really, really hyped for watching that whenever he gets to it. So I think you guys should both at some point watch Throwdown with uh Tony Lung Carfi, not the other Tony Lung. He's little Tony and there is a big Tony.
1: What's the Big Tony name?
0: Big Tony is, is also <laughs> Tony Lung. Uh, but Tony Lung. Chu Wai is the other one, and he is the. No, uh,
1: this is perfect. Big Tony is in Lust, Caution.
0: Yes. Yes. I was just about to say that you motherfudge. Oh
1: man, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your. Thunder. He's also
0: he's also in the Mood for Love, which everyone likes by Wong Kar Wai. For some reason, I've never seen it. Chung King Express, Infernal Affairs, which is an awesome Hong Kong action movie. So he's he is very
1: well. Big Tony-
0: high up. Th- Big Tony's high up there. Everyone likes him.
1: He's also... I just saw Flowers of Shanghai. Thank you to Daddio. Shout out to our man, Daddio. He recommended me
0: you mean, to watch. You mean Dylan. Groovy, baby. Yes,
1: Dylan. Dylan. we He recommended to me Flowers of Shanghai for 1998. And that also has Big Tony in it. And it's a great film. It's a beautiful looking film. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Uh, yeah. I do have... I mean, do you have kind of um some mailbags that aren't from the email?
1: Mailbags, not from the email.
0: Yeah. I have a mailbag from somebody that I will drop now just because I think I'm going to, I want to, I want to have a mark in the sand for, or like, or on the, you know, on the whiteboard, like, yeah, we're going to do this eventually. Or maybe we'll talk about it now. I don't know. Go for it. But it's kind of related. It's kind of related because it's Hong Kong. Mr. Ricardo. The Burrito Boy. Um, he asked if we could do an episode on how Hong Kong-style kung fu movies influenced John Wick and how audiences clearly like it and crave for more.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: So it's, it's kind of related to the train of thought with the Hong Kong uh, themes. I'm going to see John Wick 4 this week, uh, the week of March 26th. I did spend this, this, sat- this past Saturday watching 2 and 3 because I've never seen them.
1: I am, uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it that's good i am not you are not like, seeing it i'm not seeing john wick four. until ever no i just don't know when i'm not new movies are a hard thing for me to pin down
0: oh, i'll pin you down baby
1: just like tony lung jr
0: oh my gosh Chris. Sorry, too soon too soon okay how dare you how dare you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean that's a good that's a good question ricardo um, I think I'd need to do a little bit of research and studying and thinking about that because I've seen a lot of Hong Kong stuff in the past year. And I think, I think the comparison between that and John Wick is um, an interesting one to hypothesize. So we will, uh, we'll, me, me and Kevin and Chris, we'll get together and we'll see what we can do. All right?
1: Solid. Thanks to Ricardo.
0: But you know what that means? That means you have to watch 2, 3, and 4.
1: I've already seen two and three. I'm already caught up. I just haven't seen four.
0: Oh, so yeah. So Ricardo nice. was like on Friday, he's like, Hey, you should watch John Wick four. It's really, you know, I recommend it. I'm like, that means I have to watch two and three, dude. And you did. He's like, yeah. So, and I did,
1: you buckled down and you did it.
0: Yes. And I will reveal this. I will drop it now. This news, um, because once this episode releases, it will be in the future. So it'll be, my, this news will be in the past. So it, it, it'll be good. I was recently on Amy Henserling's Watch This List, Unplugged. Nice. And uh, the movies I, so this will be news to you, but not news to the listeners that listen to both shows. If they do, thank you very much. We already reviewed The Wanderers from 1979 and North to Alaska from 1960. With my boy Chong Wayne,
1: that's awesome! Excited to listen to that, dude. That's great.
0: Yeah, so that's in the future, but in the past, but also in the future. We're would you crossing metaphysical borders, bro? Yes,
1: (laughs) I was just about to say we're like in a transitional period of some sort. We are in flux. Yes, we are in flux. Yes. Well,
0: yes, you're welcome, Amy. For the plug, I expect a plug on your podcast too. Okay.
1: Fair is fair. (laughs) Fair is fair.
0: Fair. tit for tat
1: <laughs> yes i got two more not actual mailbags but people i want to give shout outs to so awesome
0: oh i will can i before you do your two nick responded back to my response and up. he said cheers and i said you better be drinking a foster nick down and down under
1: i hope i hope he is i hope he is. he's
0: probably not he's probably like what the that no one drinks that you that's the meme come on
1: <laughs> no he's oh what's the other thing uh Vegemite having a Vegemite sandwich isn't that what they sing in the
0: they do like that
1: they do like Vegemite Nick I've I've, I've had kangaroo. it
0: and it is super salt it is super salty
1: very nice I did you know what I'm going on a tangent now but my coworker this morning told me he just Hell went yeah. to a restaurant and he ate kangaroo so they probably do that down there
0: uh probably I know. I know that they don't go around ruse as they call them because those things will fuck your day up. They will. They will, you. You. they will kill you. They will kill you. They will kill you. They they are monsters. Yeah. They are not cute like in the cartoons. No. They Did he say not. how the kangaroo? How was the kangaroo? Was it like really gamey? He
1: didn't get into specifics. He just said it was amazing.
0: She'll be right. Shrimp on the Bobby. Nick's Nick he- <laughs> Nick's like you guys are freaking clowns, man. I was
1: just quoting Dumb and Dumber, one of the best comedies of all time.
0: Strip <laughs> of the baby. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance.
1: There's a chance.
0: That I'm not going to uh, watch Lost Caution. No, uh, I will. I will. I'll, I'll watch it. I already bought the freaking movie. I'll watch it. It better be better than this, Chris. It better be better.
1: It 100% is. Alright,
0: Okay. cool. So, so, Alright, let's um, do your shoutouts and then we're going to so, rate. Sh-
1: shoutouts first one. Um, to our friend, Brian Tyler, both Ben and I know him pretty well. And he's a great guy. And he has asked us if one day in the future, we will actually review the searchers on the
0: searchers, how much you willing to pay Bryant. My Venmo is waiting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually really love that idea. And I think it's something that we will have to think about, but in the near future, probably not in like time down the road. Definitely.
0: Maybe episode hundred. You don't know.
1: Oh, you have to spoiler. keep watching
0: or sorry. Listening. You'll have to keep listening for a while for a while. Now uh,
1: that was all right. So that was the first one. A second one. I got some feedback from another friend named Seth F and his comment is that he thinks that we should attempt to add a little bit more structure to the podcast and maybe having like sections and stuff. And I know Ben and you, you, me and Kevin, we, something we're working on and I know we're very much a quote unquote, hangout pod is what we've been deemed by some of our closer letterbox friends. And I, I think that it's something that we will both work on and also try to retain our casual, our casualness for lack of a better word. Um, But Seth, I wanted to thank you for the feedback. I think it's great. I hope you keep listening. And if you have any mailbags in the future, please shoot us an email and we'll give you another shout out.
0: Yeah, Seth.
1: Points for Seth.
0: Seth, now you have to to also pay me $100.
1: we'll, We'll link Ben's Venmo into the podcast description for this episode.
0: The China Man 69. Big Tony, little Tony. Are you rating this uh, at 6.9? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Nice is the come proper. On. Nice. <laughs> nice. Sorry, guys. I, the seriousness has, has gone. We've talked about. I,
1: we've talked about a lot of things. And uh, I want to know what you're going to rate this.
0: And Chris is not a rapper.
1: I'm not a rapper. I,
0: no. Dude, I was literally thinking about this rating for like days. Me too. Because it's like, it's not a, I'm sorry, guys. This movie is not as bad as we made it sound because it's not that bad. It's just not my thing. Um, I I really do think the movie making part of the movie are done with skill. Like I I cannot fault the producer, the director, the the production crew. They did a good job, but the acting and the story is not there for me. So I'm going to rate this at a 3.5 out of 10.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: You're going lower?
1: Very interesting. No, no. I I thought you were going to be lower than that. I'm i gonna... I mean I didn't
0: hate it. I didn't hate it. I yeah, I thought no, it was that's... really nice and I liked I liked the scenery and I liked the the location. So it's 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 not a hard movie to watch when it's that. But when that's... it's the other stuff, it's kind of eh.
1: You said it all in a nutshell. I I we're on the same wavelength here. I dug a little bit more into the Mathematics, because I think it's necessary, and it's all definitely there, without having to stretch the material by any means. And I am I'm going to read it the same. I'm I'm a three out of five, six out of ten. I I I know I'm a three I'm
0: a three point five out of ten.
1: Oh, you're a three point five out of ten.
0: Yes, this is why we do things out of ten, Christopher. It's easier.
1: Oh Chris like uh, no, Chris
0: good. like Chris likes the lust and the caution.
1: Gotcha. No, no. I thought when you said it you were I thought you said a three also, so I thought it was the same and I was like sorry, ah. I
0: said I said three out of ten.
1: No, so math, math guys. So wait, are you rounding up?
0: Sorry, three point five. Three point five out of on letterbox it will be denoted as a as a two star, but it is a three point five out of 10 Yeah, rating. okay.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will be a three out of five or a six out of 10. So not the same as you, but I guess I did enjoy it a little bit more than you did. And I agree with all your points. I think we're actually seeing eye to eye here. Our rating system is, I guess, just a little different or I'm being a little bit more lenient.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's things to like, uh, but you know what? The average is
1: a two and a half. And I think that's exactly where we should be.
0: It's a two and a half on letterboxd.
1: Like the searchers rating is going to be a two and a half out of five or a five. Yeah, four,
0: four point seven, five. If you want to rate it around it up, I don't care. Yeah.
1: I think that's exactly where we should be with how we discuss this. So,
0: yeah, it's not awful, but it's not. It will not be up everyone's alley. Let's just say that it will not be up everyone's Vietnamese alley.
1: I can see. I can see why someone would love this movie. And then I can see also at the same time why someone would hate it. And you and I... take that for what it's worth. Take it for what it's worth and you and I are basically right down the middle. More or less, you know.
0: Yeah, we balance each other out. We we like balancing. Balancing act.
1: Yin and yang. That's an Asian thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Which one are you? The black or the white? I'm the black. Damn it. I wanted to be black.
1: All right, you can be black. I'll be nice. No.
0: Nope, too late. I'm white. Well, with that, the yin and yang have struck again. All right. And I don't think we're doing a French movie for a while. Let's stay away. Well, well, a few. We we are going this year, this calendar year. We have to do a Jean-Paul Belmondo movie. Jean-Paul Belmondo actioner from the, well, it has to be one I haven't seen. So hopefully from the 70s, but if it's not 80s. But yeah, you're going to like that, Chris. So, awesome, but yeah, I'm excited. You're you're happy with this one? I thought you were going to be lower. I thought you were going to be lower be with, for some reason.
1: I was debating about a two and a. Uh, I was debating about a two point five out of five. Just say a five I, out think of ten. I ended up going three.
0: You make sorry, it so five hard.
1: Five of ten. <laughs> I, oh, sorry. I he yeah, can't no intended, get that
0: letterbox out of his head. No, I can't. Yeah, so you were debating. I'm. I'm and, you are nice. I, debating, I feel like you and Kevin and are a little, a little nicer on the ratings than me.
1: I think, I think we are, but I think there's also certain genres where we don't have to get into this now. But I think there are. Oh certain no, we're genres getting in. I'd probably, we're going deep. Right, probably rate lower than you, but maybe we haven't found them yet. I, I don't know.
0: We'll see. We'll we're, we will search for a movie that you and Kevin will will rate less than a. F- 3 out of 10. It's got to exist.
1: Well, I already did that on the old way.
0: Okay. Well, an older movie. That's an older.
1: An older sucky movie.
0: Sucky? Really?
1: All right, Benjamin, Close us out.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well. Yes, we have ranted since the mailbag section, everybody. And we could have made this very much less than an hour, but. As per usual, we went long. So thanks again for joining us for our review of The Lover. Not many people talk about this movie, and I know that's an interesting thing, but we we want to be we're, we're we're at the searchers podcast. We're ma- we're about making firsts, doing things that other people have not done. So hopefully if you like that kind of content, you'll come back and listen to us again. Please send your mailbags.
1: If you don't mind us, you know, if you don't mind us rambling, and rambling's uh, fine you like hearing yeah you know if you also don't mind us digging into movies that no one talks about.
0: yes but from now on we haven't done it in the past but we will from now on like we did this episode tell you up front where to find the movie if you're interested in watching it asap and then you can get back to the pod um get back to the episode so yep if you have any other requests kind of like ricardo seth uh bryant anybody else i'm not missing anybody am i this episode nick nick you do nick Uh, nick Nick, you do not get to request anything from chris you asked too much already okay settle down there go watch your next frankenheimer movie damn it oh he'd love that yeah i know that's why i said it i'm a people pleaser even though i don't sound like i am but send your mailbags send your mailbags to either chris or i directly on discord apparently that's where we're (laughs) doing it now No, the searchers.
1: Or or email. Yeah,
0: the podcast at gmail.com. And we will get back to you ASAP and we'll read your next entry on the next episode that we record. Please uh, rate, like, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podbean, Google. We're not on YouTube, but oh well. Thanks for listening, everybody. And au revoir. I can't even answer. (laughs) the searchers podcast if you want to hear more of our thoughts on movies you can find us on letterboxd ben at giant 13 chris at Ziglit underscore mer and me at kevin chan find us on spotify and apple podcasts and on searchers film com. until next time people